Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. I can make a living from walking in the woods. I kind of need to wake up. I think you're awake. I think you're doing well already this morning. I think I'm distracted. The mic keeps moving on you. Can you kill my mic so I can fix it? It sometimes happens in radio. Things get bent, broken, and they're replaced so quickly around the radio ranch here. There we go. Now you're just going to All right. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Good Live morning. radio. Good morning. Good morning. People already logging in and following us? Oh, good. Good morning. I can't tell who. Andy Eddings and William Pettyjohn. Good deal. Welcome. Love people that tune in to Facebook Live and wonder what the heck they're up so early for. <laughs> they actually got dressed for this. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why we do. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Boy, I'll tell you what, my muscles are sore from shoveling all that snow on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, yeah, yeah. Give 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 the guys a hard time. All right. It is um, it is what it was, and we are in the south, and we don't get snow. That's true. So. We get ice, but we don't get snow. We didn't even get ice this time, though. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> nothing. You know, I, I've always it's funny. I always do the show, and I try to not really talk about what time of the year it is. But you know, in, in the event we don't show up and have to replay it, sure, yeah, why not? Exactly. Okay. But I'm like, okay, eh, I probably don't wear many hoodies during the spring and the fall. July is mm-hmm. not a big hoodie month. Yeah. No. So. Yeah, you can probably look at some Facebook Live and figure out kind of what the weather is and what time of the year it is. Yeah, I mean, we always said, you know, today is Groundhog Day, and we always said we could tell the arrival of spring because uh, when Jed Mescon used to be on the air, that guy would wear shorts and clogs in the dead of winter. And if he actually had on long pants, you know it was going to be cold. It was, it was well, cold. Yeah, it was generally about a month, month and a half that he would wear actually wear pants Yeah, and not shorts. <laughs> Otherwise, you know. February, he's wearing shorts. So he was kind of our groundhog around here. We could judge the weather by. Speaking of Groundhog Day, I heard him. I heard today is Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I heard. I usually don't give Bill Lockhart a lot of credit. Okay. But I agree with something that Bill said yesterday. What did he, I? I did not hear what he said. This is absolutely the stupidest day of the year. Mm-hmm. The stupidest holiday. The stupidest day recognized. Groundhog Day. It's February. Of course, there's going to be more winter. I will go on record right now and make a prediction. Yep. I believe spring will come Wednesday, March 20th at 5.58 p.m. That's my prediction. Mark it. Not any earlier or later than that? No. 5.58 p.m. Wednesday, March 20th, 2019. Okay. We'll see how good your prediction is. Okay. Now, you are headed somewhere fun. I am. I am. I'm headed down to Atlanta. I'm not going with you, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I'm headed down to Atlanta, going to the uh, with your with your trouty trouty snot friends. Or, yes, and we're taking the uh, we're taking the the trout wagon. 
So uh, it's so, so who's going with you? Uh, Brian Batka is coming with me. Oh, uh, good, Brian, well, good guy. Brian Pendergrass is already down oh, there. Oh, wow. Steve Fry is already down there. A whole yeah. bunch of other guys are already down there. Um, See, and and just so everybody knows what the conversation was earlier today, um, I will I will I will radio friendly it up. <laughs> Thank but, you. But I pointed out to uh, to my buddy Robert, who has been on the air with me since 2011. That I have uh, taken him many places and introduced him to new things in life. Mm-hmm. You have. I've taken you hunting. Yes. I've introduced you to the world of sandhill crane hunting, which is so very addictive. Yes. I've introduced you to deer hunting. Yes. I've uh, I've helped you get your first deer. Indeed. I've done all kinds of things like that. I take you to NRA conventions. I've turned you into a gun person. Very true. But yet, the Atlanta, Georgia fly fishing show, today and tomorrow, no, yesterday and today, in the, in, is that infinite or infinite, infinity, infinite, infinite, infinite energy center is a huge fly show. Who does he take down there? Not his buddy, Tony. Didn't he mask him? Didn't care that I could or could not go? Well, I didn't know if I could go. You've been playing this for two weeks. I've been playing this for a lot longer, actually. But then we got the, unfortunately, I was also looking at the calendar. Today is also the Bayside Baptist. Uh, yeah. Game and, so, game. and so for our friends at Bayside Baptist, Roger said. <laughs> I'm not going to see Sim, Sid Brim or Bream, whatever his name. I'm not going to see the, the guy from the Atlanta Braves. I'm not. You're, this has been a bad year for the Baptists. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I've called Silverdale Wild Baptist several times. I do apologize for that. So you just said no, to the to the to the Baptists again. I did have the Atlanta Fly Fishing Show on my schedule prior to that, but and then I didn't. I did not make the connection between the dates. Apparently, I can't look it, at two it, dates and look, say, "Hey, that's the same date." So the fact that um, the um, Wild Game Dinner at Bayside Baptist Church has been on the first Saturday of February for, oh, I don't know, 25 years. That didn't occur to you? It did not. Okay. All right. That one, that one if it's a, if it's a non-movable feast, it did not occur to me. So that, that, is, my, uh, that is my fault. So. so anyway, he could have gone yesterday. You know, he gets off work on Fridays like at 9 a.m. He could have gone yesterday. Actually, I did have meetings yesterday afternoon. So we're in, at work stuff. The spring the spring schedule is uh, getting rather filled rather quickly. So, <laughs> as your voicemail said, this is Robert Tula. I'm off for the winter. <laughs> I'd like to say, oh, we've got a story about that. We 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 can talk about. I've got a story that we can tie into this very easily. <laughs> What about me giving you a hard time? No, not, not asking me to go to Atlanta to the fly fishing show. No, about work and all this other stuff. You know, oh. everybody's got to work. Um, there's been a study that came out. Now, get this. This is the headline. The headline of the the entire article is that uh, fishing trips are great for your mental health. Now, my problem with this is they had they did a real nice little article on. Uh, some psychologists and sociologists got together and said the benefits of being outdoors actually lower blood pressure. Uh, it lowers lots of other bad things. It decreases depression. 
increases uh, all kinds of good things. So they're saying, hey, you should go outside and spend more time in nature. My problem is that a group was funded to see if fishing actually relaxes you less than work. All right. First of all, somebody got a grant-funded research to say, hey, I want you to go fishing instead of going to work. Are you going to be happy? Yes, of course you are. I don't know, even know why the study was published, but there are a lot of benefits to going outdoors. It increases your vitamin D, the amount of calcium and phosphates in your body, all kinds of great, wonderful things. So everybody take a mental health day at some point and go fishing. That's from your, that's from your Dr. Rob. Tell him Dr. Rob told you to go ahead, and I'm not an actual doctor, but... There's your prescription. Go fishing because it has lots of benefits, according to this huge study out of the University of Michigan. Well, good for them. I'd like to get a grant to go study fishing. I know. It's like I'm trying to figure out. I was in, I've been in budget meetings the last couple of days, too. I'm begging for pencils and stuff like that, and people are getting grants to study fishing. And the, the one in Oregon, a guy got a half-a-million-dollar grant to study Bigfoot. Why? I mean... <clears throat> Now my blood pressure is going up. I need to go fishing. Heck with this. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, this has got to be about the best thing you can do if you got to work is talk about fishing. Well, actually, yeah, and I did that Tuesday. Uh, I didn't go to work because we were shut down for <laughs> the White Death 2019 blizzard uh, that hit our Chattanooga area. Um, so I got a call from a friend. Well, I was on Facebook, and... I was lamenting that um, the Elk River was running generators. The Hiawassee was unweightable. The duck is unweightable. The elk is, you can't wait any of this stuff. Chickamauga is blown out. And I just want to go fishing. I said, I just really want to go fishing. Well, if you can't go fishing, the best thing to do is talk about fishing or do something fishing related. So uh, Carter Parham, Beaverman, who calls in quite frequently and has helped us host the, the show on frequent occasions, typed up on Facebook, you want to do a fly-tying lesson? I said, you got coffee? He said, yes, I do. I said, then we are fly-tying. So we talked fishing, tied flies. I taught him uh, four new patterns, drank way too much coffee. But anyway, had a great time tying flies. I mean, if you can't be fishing, you can at least tie some flies and think about fishing. Good. That's what I say. So have you been fishing? Nope. Everything's still blown out. Everything is still blown out. Bad. Uh... I've been checking some local creeks on my way to work in the morning, um, and they're starting to come down, but we've got rain forecast again for like three or four days later in the week. I think it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week is going to be like rain, 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 and rain. It'll blow them out again. It's just that time of year. Lots, it, everything gets blown out. And, but it's been that way for a year. Yeah, it has. I mean, we've gotten so much rain. Of course, we were in a drought two years ago. Yeah, East Tennessee was basically anything east of Nashville was on fire, and that was the year we planted, and, and nothing came up. Mm-hmm. Okay, we did our food plot, and absolutely nothing came up because we planted in August, and we didn't get rain till October. Uh, yeah, oh, it was well past October. Oh, it was bad. But yeah, everything's blown out right now, so. I guess I'm just going to have to wait and tie Hopefully I'll have a lot of flies ready to go by the time I'm ready to go fish. Good. Whenever that is, sometime in August. So you're headed down there. So what do you find at the Atlanta Fly Show? Uh, actually, there's a lot of uh, 
fly tires. There's going to be authors. Uh, there's going to be a few speakers. Uh, Gary Borger is going to be down there. Um, let me see who else is there. Uh, Dave Whitlock is going to be down there. Bob Clouser is going to be down there. They're going to be giving seminars and speeches. There's going to be a lot of really good fly tires, local fly tires, and some saltwater guys, you know, stuff that I enjoy looking at. Where is the Infinite System? or Infinite Energy Center is yeah. the old... Um, oh, shoot. It, it's uh, over in Peachtree City. It's the old... I'm trying to remember what it was. I've been there. Uh it's out. It's a convention center in the minor league hockey game area. They've got a okay. hockey arena out there. Gwinnett Center it used to be the Gwinnett Center. Okay. Gwinnett. So are you excited? I am. I am. I'm looking forward to going down there, and uh, I'm real glad that I got somebody driving, or at least riding with me down there. Because no offense, three o'clock in the morning, getting up, getting ready for the radio show, comes early, and driving back late in the evening, having somebody to talk to kind of helps. So, as long as it's not me, apparently. Let's go pay a bill. (laughs) I will be sure and not give Rob any of it. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'll be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hey, I was looking at that uh, website as you were doing that, that read on Compass in that surplus and return rigid and roadie tools. I'm telling you, that's a great place to buy tools. 
I have bought several things because we're in the process of starting to remodel the house. And I've, they had a big return auction, um, I don't know, November-ish, October, November. And I bought a couple of things then. Didn't you buy a huge saw there? I didn't buy a huge saw. I bought one just like it's on the picture right there. Little tabletop saw like that. Wasn't little. It looked big to me, but okay. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's... Um, it's it's really a great place, especially the surplus and return. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, check it out. I would highly encourage you to check it out. And auctions are a lot of fun too. No, yeah. <laughs> you can except get, when you bid three million dollars. That man, that would have been bad because I would have got that. <laughs> oh yeah, you would have got it. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Yeah, just be careful what you type in. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you got pudgy figures, be sure before you hit enter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what Rob's referring to, I was bidding, actually bidding, real live bidding on a house. My wife was actually excited uh, and, and was was willing to move, and we were bidding on it, and I meant to type $300,000 and ended up putting an extra zero. You would have gotten it, though. I would have gotten it. I would have won. She would have been real happy uh, as she, you know, asked me what kind of fool I was to buy a house for $3 million. Hey, you can always say it's a $3 million house. I live in a $3 million house. I mean, that, don't don't ask any other questions, but you can say it. Owned by the bank. <laughs> yeah. I meant to ask them what they would have done if somebody had put in a bid like that. I would imagine they would have rejected it. Probably. On something like that, yeah, Probably. I mean, it, if it jumps from, let's say, two hundred eighty thousand to two hundred ninety thousand, then then somebody goes three million. I think they figured out somebody added another zero. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope they wouldn't hold me to it. <laughs> All right, um, there was something else I was going to just chit chat about. Okay. Um, oh, I've had an interesting, crazy week. Okay. Do you realize? How much we have become dependent on our telephones? Yes. I'm going to tell you, I didn't until Wednesday. Wednesday, I'm at my office about 4.30, maybe close to 5, getting ready to, to, to wrap it up for the day. And, and I'm actually texting somebody, and my phone just goes blank. I'm like, that's weird. It wasn't a power. You didn't lose power. No, no. I was, I mean, it was, it was in my hand. I was kind of kicked back in my chair. And I mean, everybody else had pretty much gone. And so I was just sitting there. And so it did this weird thing, came on and went back off and came back on and said that it could not update my cellular something. I'm like, isn't that weird? Oh. And it did this couple more gyrations. And I mean, I'm doing nothing. I'm just watching this. And then it comes back and it's normal. I'm like, that's weird. And then, um, so I, I, go, I go to the car, get in the car, start heading home. And it does it again. But this time it comes up, no service. And so the cellular part of my phone died. I had no self-service after that point. I had Wi-Fi, 
So as long as I'm on Wi-Fi, I could get text. Uh, I could get. <laughs> that was the death rattle of your phone. Now. I guess so. I could get text. I could get, you know, I could do surf the web and all that stuff. But I had no phone. And then what I really discovered was is how much your phone is intertwined to the cell service, even though you're on Wi-Fi. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Because what I thought I, I told I told my wife I said, look, if I can get Wi-Fi calling, I'm cool. And I looked, and sure enough, this phone does Wi-Fi calling. But you got to have cell service to activate the Wi-Fi calling. Oh. So I'm 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 dead. Yeah. And and so. It was an unbelievable, crazy two days without a phone. I mean, and, and then I got to thinking of what all I use it for. And it has really it kind of spooked me how dependent you have become on these. Oh, I'd agree with that. Now, I'm technically without a phone for 30 minutes driving into the office, 30 minutes driving home. Anytime I'm, anytime I'm not around Wi-Fi... I'm I'm phoneless. I am phoneless, period. But I am still connected, and I changed my voicemail. It says, hey, you know, you can't reach me by phone, but you can call this number, this number, or you can text me. So I survived. It wasn't like it was. But it just, you know. It wasn't a communication blackout. But... TWRA on the go. You nope. Need, you need your phone. Um, everything. You need your It's just, it's become way too dependent. Oh, I agree. And one of the things I think that, you know, I'm just sitting here while you were talking about this. On my on my phone right now, the apps that I have a lot of, that I, that I use frequently, obviously we use social media for, sure. for both personal and for the show here. Right. Um, I use the TVA Lake information app a lot to see who who's generating how much, when, why. Mm-hmm. TWA on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones I honestly use the most. I've got several others on here, like the pollen forecast, which is real important to me. Um, That's an understatement. Well, I've got uh, the Georgia Outdoor app in the event I go down to Georgia and need to look at their TWA on the go for Georgia. Right. I've got the tide charts in the event I get near a coast. But I, do, I have a lot of outdoor stuff. But if you ask me, I, can, I, I remember about three phone numbers right now. Mm-hmm. I know your phone number off the top of my head. I know my work phone number, my wife's phone number. You ask me anybody else's, I've got to look it up. I, I don't commit it to to mind. And if my phone ever goes like yours does, if it just you know dies the death of death, I'm I've got a backup. But hopefully, you know, there's no way you can remember how many how many people are in your call list. I mean, <laughs> how many hundreds and hundreds of people do you have? I don't know. That's what I, I mean. We become dependent on these and. The problem is, and I've thought about writing, I've, I've written an article and trashed it, and I've written another article and trashed it. I want to write an article about, we depend on these, but we need to, uh, we need to also have a backup plan. Um, it's great. you got a compass on your phone. Great. Take it out in the woods with you. But bring an actual compass and a map that doesn't run out of batteries. Well, here, here's, a perfect, here's a perfect example of what we're talking about. When was the last time you actually pulled out a map to see how to get somewhere? <sighs> exactly. I'd say about a year and a half ago. Okay. What do you do? You type in the address. Mm-hmm. You pull up Google Maps or whatever map program you're using. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And then you just put go. 
Right. And and you follow it. And it gives you live traffic updates while you're going. It does. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, and I, so I think technology is, is really cool. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm not a techno geek. I'm not a plunger. I'm not using a Apple 10. I mean, I'm using an Apple 7. That's my fourth one in three months, four months. You're rough on phones, man. I know. But the, the, the point is, um, they're a tremendous tool, but it may, if you're not careful, you get lazy. And yes. I, that's, that's what happened. I got lazy. Okay. I, I have a, I have a, number one, I don't even have to remember passwords anymore, right? Because I use my fingerprint. Right. And if, when I upgrade to phones, I'm going to be using my facial features, you know, and, and that's, so you kind of get lazy. Well, all of my, all of my passwords are in one program, which is a program designed to keep passwords. Right. Right. Well, if I can't get into that, oh, which which is what I discovered, you have to have cellular data when to get I, in. The- when I put this phone in, when 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 I put this other phone in service in December, I discovered that I have uh, if I couldn't remember the password uh, program's password, then I was toasted, and I was one more um, mistake away from wiping my phone. Oh, so it's just it it just it and and with the service, I mean, I mean, how many places you go where you don't have service? Not that many anymore. I'm trying to remember the last time I did not have service. I had to drive 45 minutes to get service, but I was out in the absolute middle of Montana, where I don't know that there wasn't. I mean, if you look at the maps, you know the coverage maps. They sure. when you walk in, they say, "Oh, look, we've got total coverage here." I know the coverage maps have changed since I've been to Montana, but there's nothing out there. There's absolutely nothing out there. There's no reason to be have service out there. No, absolutely not. I mean, the only people out there are outdoorsmen and cows and cows open range. And if you don't know what that means, cows, that means cows don't use phones. Do no, but okay. oh, when you hit a cow and need to call nine one one, that's about the only time you need your phone because open range means they there's no fence; they just meander. So, all that being said, is We've become very dependent on them. I agree. And 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 apparently, I was having a a, a minor meltdown. <laughs> okay. Because uh, my grandson asked my wife if if Papa T was in a better mood before I got home last night. So, because I, I didn't realize I was apparently in a pretty bad mood when I saw him on Wednesday, and that was the day the phone died. Hmm. And I mean, I, I literally got home and had to switch vehicles to take him home, and so he was probably seeing the unhappiness of me. Yeah, he probably picked up on it. He did, <laughs> according to my wife. He did. So I'm like, wow. And 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 so one of the the vows I'm making is to become a little bit less dependent, or have a backup. I mean, I I, I was really contemplating, do I get a do I, do I spend seven hundred fifty bucks to get a new phone? Because to, this is when I went over the edge. Uh, my cell company and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut them some slack. They believe it or not, they weren't gonna get any, but I will. So I I'm not gonna name them. Okay. So they um, they tell me it's not their problem. It's Apple problem. It's a known defect in this model phone. And I said, you gave me this model phone less than 60 days ago. 
is this a brand new known defect or is this one that has been known? And if it's been known, why did you send me a phone with a known defect? So that that wasn't playing out well in my head. No, I can understand that. Uh, but the so I call Apple. <laughs> they tell me, all right, we're sending you, it, it could be our problem, we'll send you a box, you send your phone in, we'll evaluate it and make a decision. And I said, okay, when will the box be here? In about six days. I said, you really expect a human being in 2019 to be without a phone for six days? That's just for the box to get there? Just for the box to get there. Then I have to send it back. And then they have to evaluate it. Yeah, so I said, you really think I'm going to be out of phone in three weeks? So here's what I said. I said, well, I just told my carrier company I was going to switch. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave here in about 30 minutes. I'm going to drive and find the first blank store that I can find, and I'm going to buy a Samsung. So you may not care which service I use, but you will care that I use a Samsung. Different product. I, I'm just, I'm, you know, this is the way you guys are going to be. Call back to uh, my carrier and get this guy, really great guy, calm, has obviously understood how to diffuse a situation unlike the people in the store. Mm-hmm. And he, he walked me off the edge. Hour and one minute later, which you know me, yeah, I'm not really happy with an hour and one minute conversation with anybody. I don't think we've had an hour and one minute conversation. So hour and one minute later, he goes, phone's on the way. He said, we've taken care of it. It's, your, it's not your problem. We'll deal with it. And that's all he had to do. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, look, before he f- realized he could fix it, I said, look, you may not be able to handle it, but I tell you what, I give you credit. You have, you have taken the situation and walked it back. And I said, you, you got to have credit. I, and and I, actu- I actually asked him to let me speak to his boss. And I told his boss, I said, you guys had just lost a 25-year customer until I got on the phone with, with Michael. And he salvaged it. Now, whether we get it fixed or not is irrelevant at this point. I'll, 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 I'll give you guys a chance. But I'm telling you, he's the one that saved it and nobody else in your company. So, wow. Good for Michael. So now I, my, my goal is to not be dependent or have a backup plan so the next time this thing fails or I drop it into the river or anything like that, that I just kind of chill out and move on. Sounds like a good plan. Maybe a pipe dream, but I'm going to try. So you should have gone fishing. It would have lowered your stress I level. I would have lowered my stress level, yeah. We'll be right back. Damn sure ain't the same. The good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. Granddaddy's gone. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. 
you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. 423-267-1023 to be part of the show. 267-1023. Hey, I got a, I got a TV show. I don't often I don't often endorse TV shows, but you said you wanted to get a little more into um, waterfowling. Mm-hmm. And I have discovered a show called The Fowl Life. F-O-W-L. And it comes on the Outdoor Channel at 4 a.m. I don't know when else it comes on. I, I see it at 4 a.m. every Saturday morning. I watched it last, not not 4 a.m., I'm sorry, because I'll leave it for 3.30. Okay. I watched it last week and this week. It's a pretty good show. I'm, I will say I'm glad I did not decide to make waterfowling. I mean, I enjoy it, and I've really started getting into it. I'm glad I didn't make the jump this year because we've had no ducks. Mm-hmm. We've had no. It's been pretty bad. It has been terrible for the duck hunters. I've yeah. seen a lot of pictures of guys, you know, they're getting ready. They're standing there getting their picture taken. They got their arms out. No ducks, but they'll Photoshop them in later. <laughs> Which is what you got to do. Yeah, apparently. So I, it's just been a terrible year for waterfall. It has. It has all all the way around. And um, you know, but the funny thing is, I, I saw. I think it was Ross Malone actually. Nah, I don't think it was. I think he might have been just copying it. Anyway, there was some. Is is this what we can expect in the future, or is this a one-off? That was a question that was posted on some duck hunting forum or whatever. That that is a good question. Well, I think it's a one-off, but I'm I'm going to remain positive. From a scientific standpoint, you can never have a trend created in one year. Absolutely not. So I don't see how we. I mean, was last year this bad? I don't think it was. I don't think. I mean, and again, we're talking. Same thing in real estate. Location, location, location. We are not, I mean, we're in between the eastern flyway and the central flyway. We get, you know, the edges of both. We, we're not right down the middle. Arkansas, even, now I will say, I've talked to people who've been to Arkansas this year, and they said the ducks weren't there either. So, like you said, no, I don't think one year makes a trend, but if there's not a lot coming down the middle or the east, we're not going to get hardly anything here. So, anyway. Now you had you had a really cool story. Oh, okay. Now, wh- what category did you put this in? I put this uh, I, I put this one under idiots outside. 
I, that that's the only one I could come up. He he didn't poach anything. It was kind of a wild outdoor story. It wasn't really dirty hippie news. So it's <laughs> it's pretty funny. It, this is idiots outside. All right. An Oregon man is arrested after wheeling a dead deer and empty beer cans through a Walmart entrance. Yes, a Walmart. You wouldn't expect that at Walmart, I'm <laughs> sure. But bringing a deer carcass in and then trying to shoplift more beer is where the line gets drawn, apparently. This happened in Roseburg, Oregon. Uh, Jesse, I'm saying Canada. Yeah, that's fine. All right, Jesse Canada, the man responsible for this latest bizarre headline, he had a deer and a bunch of empty beer cans in the cart when he entered the store at 12.20 p.m. Not surprisingly, police determined he was intoxicated. No. He attempted to conceal 24 beer cans, among other items, along with the empty beer cans and dead deer in his cart. Uh, he refused to give the beer back to loss prevention when they confronted him, and amazingly, he was only cited for the incident of beer theft, not the deer, Well, what, dead deer. What was illegal about the dead deer? Um, I don't think anything, because uh, I, I did a little bit of research on this. Oregon just passed the roadkill law as of january 1st this year so he he technically could have been in possession of the dead deer why you bring your dead deer and empty beer cans into walmart with you i mean if this is if these well, are your was, treasures he's recycling the, the beer cans could be and he obviously needed more to recycle so he tried to steal more why would you wheel around a dead carcass of a deer i mean and then I got my answer. Uh, he was intoxicated. So I don't understand. I mean, I got it, but you talk about. Uh, I understand people make bad decisions when they're under the influence, but wh- where do you think bringing a deer, a dead deer, putting it in a shopping cart along with all the beer you've already drank? At least he didn't litter, so he wasn't cited for that. I, I don't know where his line. I don't know what where his mindset went. Maybe he was cleaning up the road. I don't know. Saw the deer. Thought, hey, I'll take this with me. I've got deer. I've got beer. It's a party. So I'm going to make sure that nobody steals my empty beer cans or my dead deer. But I need more beer to keep this train of thought running. I'm just putting myself in his shoes, or at least trying to, because that's the only any the, any logic I can find in this. <laughs> I mean, if he'd bought like a hibachi and more beer, hey, this guy's having a party. Let's go to his place. It's deer steaks and beer. Okay, I got that. He didn't buy the hibachi. He tried to steal more beer. If, um, if he got a charcoal grill or something along the lines, or even I don't know, maybe even some implements of destruction to take the deer apart. Like a knife? Like a knife or something like that, you know. But no, I'm not going to let anybody have my dead carcass deer or my empty beer cans because I've got to go steal some more beer. <laughs> we, you can't make this stuff up. No, and that's what's frightening. And, and we have more stories that, uh, that we've experienced ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we've That's done we've done weird stories. Uh, this is what I love about the show. This is the, I don't know if it's educational. It is educational. It's don't wheel around it. It's entertainment. It's entertainment, but it's also educational. It's very entertaining. 
and again, educational. Don't wheel deer around in a cart, dead deer, around in a cart with empty beer cans and go into a place of business and expect everything to go okay. It's just not going to happen. Um, he wasn't cited for no, he was driving just, under the influence. So uh, apparently he carted the deer from wherever he found it. Apparently. I, I, was it roadkill? Did we? Did we we ha- it wasn't stated whether it was roadkill or not. If it, you know, I don't know if it was hunted during legal season and he's just you know kept his friend around the whole time. I don't know. But at some point, this deer—no uh, offense—but at some point, you know, if you've got a deer that is dead, it is starting to decompose and decay. I mean, unless you have taken precautions to not let it do that, i.e., gut it, clean it. I'm thinking. Oh, uh, there's so many things that are going through my mind, and I know people are eating breakfast, so I'm just going to leave it right there. No, they're not. They're laying in bed, puking. <laughs> Leaning over the side of the bed. Speaking of dead things, uh, this was one of my favorites from la- from last year. Well, let's let's hold that. Okay. We're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll get Beaver Man, who decided to chime in on apparently your dead Walmart deer story. Okay. We'll be right back. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Headed straight to the phones on Tony Sanders Outdoors with Beaver Man. Hello, Beaver Man. Good morning, gentlemen and professor. Good morning, sir. I uh, whipped up a bunch of sow bugs. Oh, okay. Last night, thanks to you and to my gray cat, Taylor. Ah. The, the dubbing factory. Yes, the, du- the dubbing maker. Did yes. You? I'm, I'm getting, getting not bad. Good. Not great. I need to branch out on some of the new patterns. Did you put the... Uh, uh, wait, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. I just got to ask. Are you using your cat fur to make flies? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The cat's perfect color. It really is. Yeah, it's a gray cat. So do you, do you, do you brush it or cut its hair? Well, I, I could go down to <laughs> down a rabbit hole that would be very dirty with double entendres. Yeah, don't. But I just use a brush. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's the way I always do it. I mean, the cat enjoys it, you know. So I get free fur, and so there you go. Did you yeah. uh, did you put the uh, uh, thread loop as a tail on that one? I did. And okay. Then snip it. Okay. Good. Yeah. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that. Working on the prince nymphs. Okay. You know, and, um, I, I am glad he's teaching you how to tie flies. It's kind of like the trip to Atlanta. He didn't. He's never taught me how to tie fly. So well, I'm I'm happy for 
But you're, you're a rich white business owner. All you have to do is buy them. Uh, <laughs> no, I just say, hey, Rob, I'm going here. I need this. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how it normally well, works. Well, and, and that's what I generally do. I'm like, hey, here's a big old bag of feathers. How Make me something. Guys? <laughs> um, no, but hey, I, serious talk before we get back, you know, the um, yesterday I called TWRA to uh, be able to um, my grandson his father, who's not terribly bright, lost his certificate and his uh, lifetime license. Okay. I called TWRA. I was a very lovely-sounding lady. Becky answered the phone in Crossville, was very polite, said, well, you can go on our website, you can do this, or I can help you right here if you would like, sir. What? Shocked I was. and pulled to the side of the road. And for eight bucks, they're sending him a brand new license. And then she said, "Well, I said, what about the certificate?" She goes, "You know, let me see. I'll call Nashville." And then I hung up and went on. She called me back in two hours and said, "Well, I called up there, and they said they would print out another one and mail that also." Well, isn't that cool? I mean, it's, you just don't get service like that over the phone, especially from a government agency. Well, I have to. They, and they were very nice and very. Pre- I was very appreciative. They are. Uh, there are are certain aspects of what we do that we do very well, and there are certain aspects that we're working to improve. And uh, but Susie and her group in the licensing, especially that end of the licensing, are just. They're just top notch. They really yeah. are. Great, and could, could not appreciate them more. So. If, if it's within your power to give them a props and and all, then uh, young Becky there deserves it. I will make sure that we do that. And she was in Crossville. Yes, sir. All right. If you will, do you, if you if you know her last name, if you'll. She she only told me Becky. Okay. I didn't want to sound like a perverted old man and start prying with a whole bunch of personal questions. I understand. Too late. I get, I could be accused of that very quickly. You got about thirty seconds there, boss. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. Hey, let's go to Lake Union today. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going to take the grandkids. Oh, good. There's two of them. Not, I'm not going to do four at a time. That's, are you going to go out there next week, too, for out and about with the trout? Oh, yes, I will. Today's a pre-scouting day. Got you. Okay. Good luck. Pre-fishing scouting day. So. Good luck. Hopefully it's not up over the picnic tables like it yes. was when Rob and I went. It still is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. We're coming from the high side. Got you. Cool. All right, gentlemen. Enjoy it. Thank you. All right, run down the schedule here in the last 30 seconds of this morning. We've got Bayside Baptist tonight, which Rob is blowing off because he just doesn't care about the Baptist. Next week, Silver, <laughs> Silverdale Baptist. Will you be at that Wild Baptist one? I'll be at the Wild right. Baptist Silver one. And next week is also Trout Unlimited's Out and About with Trout and TSO at Lake Junior. Cherokee Chapter NWTF is coming up on March 2nd. SCI Night of the Hunter on the 23rd of March. Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited Great Outdoor Festival for Kids on April 6th. And, wow, that's packed. We'll see you in about eight minutes. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors.
tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. Just showing Roberto. I have a new toy. No, I shouldn't. I should not refer to it as a toy. I have a new firearm. Well, I've had it, but I'm starting carrying it. But it's uh, it's a Glock, forty three. I like it. But they have these these things that you can buy and put on the back of the slide. The back of the slide is just black. But you can, for twenty bucks, buy whatever you want. There's a Texas shaped flag for Robert. There's a Don't Tread on Me. And I think I'm going to go with the one that says Infidel. <laughs> okay. I like that one, too. Uh, and, of course, there's the Grim Reaper, which is actually one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. So. I like those. Those You can customize your gun. Exactly. I like for, that. For, for nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was having a little headphone issue there. Apparently, you got to jiggle a wire to get sound on oh. occasion <laughs> with our high-tech equipment here. From 1954. Yep. All right. Um, where were we going? I'm, I'm going to Atlanta. I don't know about you, but I'm going to Atlanta. I'm uh, not. Yeah. Uh, well, you're going to Bayside. I'm going to Bayside, yeah. I'm not dissing the Baptist. Okay. Jamie and all my friends over there. John. I'm supporting them. And Sid Bream. Bream. You know who Sid Bream is, right? Yeah, you told me about him. I still don't, I don't watch baseball, but you told me about his amazing story about, like, the hurt leg running around. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you told me all about that. Yeah, anyway. So he'll be there. So that should be fun. Yeah. I always look forward to going and seeing 2,000 of my closest friends. <laughs> what was it? Last year we did, we hit, you love banquet season because we get to see people that we normally right. don't see. And, I mean, you know, I see Don Osi occasionally out but you know you always see don at the national wild turkey and that's you know you see a couple other people that you don't see any other time of the year you see randy at the elk uh you know keith watson at the sci well i see keith a lot more but you know they're it's good to see these people and it's once sometimes once a year but it's always good to catch up with them like you just said so i'm looking forward to i'm getting more into banquet season at first banquet season was every saturday it was something running around and after Getting up at 3 a.m., you taught me uh, a, an important lesson. Coffee and five-hour five energy. energy. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the only thing that got me through a couple of years there. All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, CWD for just a minute. Uh, there will be more information coming out, but we have wrapped up our special hunting season to gather samples, and we were very successful. Um during the special season, we were able to harvest in Hardeman, Fayette, and McNary counties 2,210 deer. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you stuff that you don't have yet. Okay. Thank you. And this, this just came out. Seriously, I got the email sometime last night. Okay. So 2,000 deer would be a very good sample. as 2,210 deer. Okay. That's a very good sample. Uh, we have a total positives of 140. Okay, that just blew my article out then. 
What? Right. It did. Ninety-one. Ninety-one. That's the last official thing that's come out. Okay. This, the, again, this is breaking news. Well, I, there are some advantages to being a commissioner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and number one is getting information maybe a little bit before the public does. Uh, and and again, this is stuff that's that will be assimilated out shortly. Um. 2210. Now, we have taken 2,964 samples. We have had 2,288 samples without CWD, 140 positive. The one difference, no. I'm sorry, that's what I said earlier, 140. Um, all of those but one have been in two counties, Fayette and Hardeman, the positives. One is now confirmed in Madison County. So that's why your article says possible expansion of the zone. It will be expanding now that that is a positive. We knew about this one about a week ago, and we just now got the result back. Okay. Um <clears throat> So, everything else around there has come back negative. So, so far, everything is in Fayette, Hardeman, and Madison counties. McNary, which is in the zone, but it has not had any positive detections. There are still 536 pending tests. Uh, it takes somewhere between 7 and 10 days to um, get confirmation. So that is uh, that is huge, thanks to the hunters. Yes, because that's yes. I mean we had to we had to get the hunters involved, and that was that was the whole purpose. You know, everybody was saying, "Oh, you guys are trying to wipe out the herd." No, we're trying to get samples, and so we've had a hundred we've twenty nine hundred samples, hundred and forty positives at this point. And if you, and no offense, but if you took two thousand some odd deer during this what three week hunt. Or almost it was a month. It was a month. month. Okay. Yeah. End of end of December, January twenty eighth, which was the season was still going, but that's when we started the focus on the deer. Right. The CWD. So January twenty eighth to I mean November twenty eighth, December twenty eighth to January thirty first. Okay. So thirty one, thirty two, thirty three, thirty four days. Yeah. Well, and like you said, I want to go ahead and give props to all the hunters who did. I like this. TWA working with hunters and hunters working with TWA to help with the sampling. And, you know, it's beneficial for both. So it was good. But I heard the same thing. I, I saw something somewhere the other day that they said, oh, they're going to try and wipe out the deer population. They took 2,000 deer in a month. They didn't make a dent in those counties. I know those counties. They're hard. They're the high-producing counties. They are. They're, and you, there's no way you could eradicate deer. There's no way. It's, it's scientifically impossible. You know, and that, that's there are people out there that that uh, promote that concept, and it's just hard to do. You can do that in a captive herd. Yeah, but the prion is still going to be in the soil, so you can't reintroduce anything new, or it's just going to come back. I don't right. think people under the problem is people have some information, and and we can relate this to almost anything. People have some information on a topic and think they know about the entire topic when there's lots of other factors that that apply. If chronic wasting disease 
is found in these counties, it the the prion is present. We could, well, they're not going to, we could kill everything in the entire county. Put up a put up a huge huge 19 20 foot fence, don't let any deer out. We kill all the deer in that area and we're going to start over. As soon as you bring a deer in, it's going to have CWD because it's already present. And I think the problem is people have some information and think they know, and they don't know all the information. And I don't think anybody knows all the information, but I think decisions are being made with scientific data and being made in the best management practices possible. That's my two cents. And we're trying. Yeah. And, I mean, I've called out, I've called out TWRA on a few things mm-hmm. throughout the years, and I'm not a fan of certain things. I'm I'm not, you know, waving the flag for TWRA. And when I have a problem, I call my commissioner and he tells me to shut up and suck it up, but that's, you know, that's the relationship I, I have with my commissioner. I do not tell you that. I tell you to call somebody else. Yeah, you tell me to call somebody else, but um what I I want to give uh, again props TWRA, they were way ahead of this. They had a plan in place years ago. And they implemented the plan, and the plan works. So, well done, TWRA. Uh, and it's it's all it's all the scientists that are are really doing a great job with this. So, and a lot of people, I think, don't understand. There are biologists that work for TWRA that don't enforce the law. There are Creole people who go around and count fish. It's not just your uniformed uh, game wardens. There's, there's so there's so much more to TWA, and I don't think a lot of people think about that. When you think TWA, you think green truck guy's going to give me a ticket. That's what a lot of people think. Let me let me blow your mind. You realize that is about eighteen percent of our staff. Yeah, I do. Most people don't, but the green truck guys is about eighteen percent. Now I'm not saying it shouldn't be more, but that's about what it is right now. The rest are biologists. Uh, Technicians, scientists, technicians, um, managers. Yes. When, I, when I mean managers, they manage a certain TWA property. They right. are the manager and have to do forestry, animals, wildlife, non-game, natural grasses and plants. I mean, they got to be jack of all trades. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they work together. They work together very well. So it it, it is a program that works. They still need a fly rod record. The records office needs to expand their staff. I'm just saying. I'm I've just been, saying. I've been pushing that for you. It's okay. Like pushing a cooked spaghetti noodle. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> they just don't like us out there. Well, they figure you're, you know, you, you trout fly snobs. That people would have your own records elsewhere. Oh, anyway. speaking of which, I saw two other things. I saw that on Facebook. Somebody put on Facebook on one of the... I think I think it was a Chattanooga fishing forum, and it said, "Why doesn't Tennessee have fly rod records? Do you think it'll ever happen?" I said, "No, no, they don't. No, I don't think it'll work." I said, "They have uh, type A records, conventional rod and reel, and type B, not rod and reel." And I said, "That's what most states have." I said, "Certain states do have fly rod records." I said, "This guy wanted to set a fly rod record for a bass in Tennessee. He he set a New Year's goal." Um, and I said, what you can do, and I informed him of the TARP program, which he had never heard of. And when I really? put, yeah, he had never heard of it. So I put, informed him of the TARP program, and several other people chimed in and said, I, oh, yeah, I just looked that up. That's a great idea. So, again, 
I will give props. Well done, TWA, for the TARP program. And the other one is I have also made a deal with one of our listeners. Uh, a certain duck hunter that we know who has a sunny disposition, <laughs> I won't name names, Sonny the duck hunter, uh, texted me the other day with a picture of some wood duck feathers, the ones with the real nice white edgings on them, mm-hmm. and uh, we're making a trade. And you're trading what? Uh, I'm going to trade him probably half a dozen to a dozen crappie jigs that I'm going to tie up for the feathers. So we have made a trade. So social networking does work. It does. It does. Good for you. Uh-huh. Um, good for you. Mm-hmm. And I am truly working on your file record. I appreciate it. I know you are. I know you are. It would be nice to see that. It would be nice to see it because... You know, it's a, it is different, and I think you know, I think there ought to be other categories as well. I mean, if you're brave enough, like our good friend Senator Mike Bell, to go stick your hand in a hole underwater, let a fish bite your arm and drag it out. If that fish, you know, I think there ought to be a a, a noodling record. That's carrying it a little bit too far. Just saying, we don't want to we don't want to promote craziness. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> and yet we have a state legislature who runs around in the summer sticking his hands in holes grabbing fish. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Not me. All right. Let's go pay a bill. When we come back, we'll uh, get into some uh, other things uh, on the fringes of the outdoors, gun-related. A couple of laws working their way, one that you would be very interested in. From your old days, mm-hmm. one that everybody should be interested in. We'll be right back. In the air. Campfires are burning. We're gathered round and check. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. 
So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Having a little fun here today on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much for being part of the show. Hey, just got notice. NRA membership prices are going up on March 1st. Membership prices will be going up. Therefore, you better join up soon. If you're going to be at Bayside tonight, look me up. I'll be actually selling NRA memberships tonight. So I hope you guys can join up. And we do have going on right now the $600 membership lifetime membership a $1500 value for 600 bucks that's a good deal so it is a good deal and that expires at the end of this month as well so uh give me a call if you have any questions or would like to become a member you know i've been following some some gun forums and NRA's been bashed quite a bit, some of it on this red flag laws. And I don't think they're taking the NRA's position correctly, but that's, that's neither here nor there. I'm not, not my day to defend the NRA. Uh, but here's the thing. There's almost 6 million members of the NRA. That carries a lot of weight. But here's what the more telling thing is to me. Tim Knight, who uh, is our, uh, a board member here locally, uh, was telling me, there are 90 million people that enjoy gun sports, roughly a third of the country. Shooting sports, target shooting or clays or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Hunting, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And the NRA has six members, six million members. Hmm. Think about that. So where are these other 84 million people putting their money to advocate for something that they love? Or are they? They're not. They're sitting back on their butts letting other people do their, the heavy lifting for them. Yep. Now, there are some other organizations out there. Uh, Gun Owners of America, Tennessee Firearms Owners. There's, there's several. And in, in these forums, and I've, I've taken the position several times, and I said, look, guys, you've got to work together. You've got to quit trying to bash somebody. You don't like the NRA? Okay, I get it. I don't like everything they do. I don't like everything I do. You know, shut up and, and, and understand it's nothing in this world is perfect anymore. Okay? Oh, no, it never has been, has it? Nope. Okay. So shut up, join up, because they carry a lot more weight than all the other organizations combined. Now, if you want to protest, join the other organizations as well. Give you a perfect example. I joined New York Gun Owners Association last week. <laughs> okay. I, I'm laughing at this because I know, I know a lot about New York's gun laws. Please continue because this ought to get interesting. Well, they're, they're fighting the stupidity of, of Governor Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And sorry, Governor Cuomo, you're a blanking idiot. All right. Um, they're fighting him. And so I, I actually joined 
$25 to join for a year to give them money. They're, I told them I don't want anything. Okay? I don't want anything. Use the money to fight the stupidity of the New York delegation, the legislation, and Governor Cuomo. Period. Mm-hmm. I agree with that because the laws that they've come up with, that specific law you're referring to on transportation is just, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Idiotic. It is, it is, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's well intended, but they have gone over the, the abyss into the absolute ridiculous. You know, every time somebody says that, I think what my, my mama used to tell me. What's that? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. True. All right. They're, True. They've driven off the freaking cliff in New York. I'm sorry. They yeah. have. Yeah, they're plummeting. So, I join. All right. So that means I'm a I'm a lifetime member of the NRA, benefactor lifetime member, which is as high as you can get. Uh, I'm a member of the Gun Owners of America, now a member of New York own, Gun Owners of America, Firearms Owners. I forgot what exactly what the title is. Don't care. Um, Tennessee mm-hmm. Firearms Association. I'm I'm a member of several. I put my money where my mouth is because I feel like. You've got to have people fighting the fight, period. And what we have learned in what I I lectured you outdoors people about last week, if you think that you're not affected by the politics, you're nuts. And if you won't step up and fight, then there's not anything that I can do or anybody else. And we saw that with the paddleboard story. Correct. Uh, The paddleboarders organized and got involved and reached out to their legislators, and the the fishermen did nothing. I'm just telling you. Did nothing. So when you do nothing, you get nothing in back, or you get, you get what the other side wants. That's how it works. Prior to your tenure as a commissioner, um, and prior to uh, Mr. Watson, um, I had written several letters to my commissioner and written to the TWA about certain items when it, it's real simple. If I write in, they go, hey, some guy with a funny last name wrote a letter. And they go, okay. But if the, I don't know, Chattanooga Fly Anglers Association, there's not one. But if the Chattanooga Fly Anglers Association, that's got a lot more weight. Why? More people. It, it's simple. If you, it, It's very simple. If I called my a representative and say, hey, I don't like this. They'll say, okay. If the NRA calls and says they don't like this, they go, oh, okay. That's true. But don't 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 downplay your importance of you writing the letter. No, no, not and, at all. And to the legislators, you've got to reach out to the legislators. Because while I can have, uh, you know, if, if I want to make a point, I can get 5,000 NRA emails sent to somebody. Mm-hmm. But they will recognize. Matter of fact, I had my my state folders sent up because what they were doing is they were just copying the same letter over and over and over and sending it. So I actually triggered off of the the subject title and it all went to junk mail. I didn't read it because mm-hmm. they all said the same thing. But when I, one individual wrote me, all right, then it I got that one. Yeah. And and but legislators have got to hear from you. And if you sit back and don't do anything, as a hunter, as a fisherman, as a gun owner, then you get exactly what you deserve. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm, tired, of, I'm tired of this. 
the the right the constitutional right to hunt and fish passed with 92% of the vote several years ago. 92% or 88%, I don't remember. It was a high, huge number. It was in the 90s, I remember that. Okay, then it was 92, so that number was right. Huge. Right? Right. Where are you? Where is that group of people that voted 92% of the people that cast a vote voted in favor of constitutional right to hunt and fish? You've got to reach out. You've got to call Mike Bell, who is as pro-hunting, fishing, gun as, as there are. But you've got to let him know that you are, too. Yeah. You've got to call all your legislators. You don't know who your legislators are? Look it up. It's not hard. Look it up and let them know, hey, I am for this. I want you to support this. That's what gets things done. We have a sportsman on the hill. Every year in March, that's where hunters, fishers from across the state go up to the Capitol and show them, enforce who we are. How many people have ever been up there for that? It's one day. Take a day of vacation and go. I know you've been. I've been. been. Yeah. You know, it's very important to do because this, these are the people that pass. It's not enough just to write your commissioner. Because I've got to get it through the legislation as well, legislators as well. True. So, okay, should I get off my high horse now? Mm. I'm not going to. Okay, that's fine. All right, we got a bill to pay. Then we're going to come back and do the two things I said I was going to do. Uh, one is uh, a self-defense law, and one is EMT firefighters can now fire guns if this passes. We'll be right back. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors having fun on this Saturday morning. Man, it's time's flying by. Let's go to Truck Driver. I wonder if that's our friend, Truck Driver. What do you think? I'm thinking it is. Hello, Truck Driver. 
Good morning, Commissioner Tony and Celebrity <laughs> Judge Rob. Good morning, David. Doing? How are you doing, David? Good, good, good. Good good show this morning. Thanks for that last rant, Tony. That uh, really hits home. I wish people would really, you know, get a little involvement going, and which leads me to what I wanted to talk to you about this morning for a minute. Okay. Uh, you, you've spoken several times about maybe uh, not not on this show, but starting up something about, you know, shooting sports and guns and things, uh, some kind of an online forum or something. Have you have you looked into that anymore? You know, sometimes ideas are good, but but follow through <laughs> is a little tough just from a timing standpoint. So I know what you mean. While I have, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't done anything. But I am the more, the more and more I want to, I do want to do something. Not necessarily again turn this show into a gun show, but I would like to. I may, I may looking at the podcast, and I've been talking to somebody that's doing a lot of podcasting and getting. Uh-huh. I, the podcasting I do is I take this show and I put it out on a podcast, but right. a little bit different format than actually sitting down and trying to develop a, a a show. But there is a lot of advantages. I've done a couple in the last month with some other people, and it, it you get to rant and you get to talk and you get to work. You don't have to worry about commercials, and it's, it's kind of nice. Your your thought doesn't get stopped. So. Well, that sounds interesting. I, I, you know, if I had any tech savvy, I'd, I would try to help you get it off the ground. But I have a hard time even operating a, you know, a smartphone. So, well, apparently Tony does too because he destroyed one <laughs> That's this what week. I heard. Yeah, it was that was man. It, it was a rough week. I have to admit. <laughs> I understand that completely. Yeah, you were talking about uh, early in the show talking about you know how dependent we are on them, and uh, I, I try to apply for that black powder hunt on Prince Cooper every year. I, just, I, I love Prince Cooper. And I've always hunted in the same area and been pretty successful over the years. But this past year, we swapped, you know, a year ago, I had some terrible phone issues with another company and kind of fell off the grid for a while. And that very same company, I, we finally went back to. And I get up on Prince Cooper to do my scouting because I drew the hunt and I have zero signal, zero I've got to drive almost to the check station to call. Well, I'm hunting by myself, and I'm not much of a hunter by myself when I can't, you know, have contact with the outside world. So uh, what I've done since then, since that hunt, is I've bought a little flip phone with that other company, so I would have signal when I'm hunting by myself. <laughs> you know, so, yes, we are kind of dependent on them. And, that's a good backup plan, though. Yeah, and that, yeah. That's, that's what I told Rob. I said my one takeaway on this is I'm going to have a backup. Um, and a plan. Now it doesn't mean I'll, I'll go and buy a flip phone, but what I will have is picked picked out a flip phone that I'll buy if I lose a phone again. Um, you know, or if I do a uh, a uh, what a burner phone as they call them, where you pay for it up front right. type deal, something. I think you should get the. You remember the old brick phone? That way you can look like you're calling in an airstrike in the Vietnam area. You know, the, <laughs> with oh the antenna. yeah, carried, carried around in a backpack. Oh yeah, yeah. And, our, oh our, yeah. I remember, I, and I, I told some young girl that was probably 25, I said, you know, I've had phone long before you were born. And, and I had the, I, I had, my, my favorite was a Panasonic that you carried around. It looked like, it looked like the, the, uh, the football that the president carried. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had an antenna. I mean, it was a full three watts. I could talk to the moon and back. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, you had to have the secret codes and somebody else to enter the codes with you, you know. To get... <laughs> oh, yeah. If 
did you go to launch? You got to have the correct code. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, Motorola, uh, Motorola's is. bringing back the Razor phone, believe it or not. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, you can you can actually get um, uh, if you've got somebody that's got a family plan with more than one line. You know the deal. Yeah. Well, you can get a flip phone for and just add the line to your plan. You would be shocked how cheap it is. And I'm tickled to death with mine because the area I run in, the company that my main phone's with now is, I mean, I'll go two miles and lose a signal. I mean, I can pull in a rest area and I don't have any signal or change lanes and lose signal. So I'm glad I went back to the flip phone, and it's very inexpensive. I just tacked it on to somebody else's family plan. We did a little deal and got the phone, and it's up and running. And it's it's really, really nice to have when you're, you know, you're out by yourself, especially in the woods and things that you that you need it really need a signal i mean missouri this year my missouri hunt i've got my phone with my other plan and i'm sitting in the tree stand and i'm watching this little buck and i'm mill around i'm out i'm gonna video him a little bit well my battery's almost dead because the stupid thing's been sitting there the entire time uh trying to hook up with another network because i'm out of the regular network so it's sitting there doing its thing just eating my battery alive so mm. i'm glad to have a backup so that might be a plan to look at good call Right. I may well, listen, I may do uh, that today. I'm looking forward to looking forward to this spring and uh, getting ready for deer season. Always, so you guys have a great time. Uh, good times in Atlanta, there, Celebrity Judge. Thanks, sorry, sir. Uh, sorry, we didn't get to go with you, but I don't remember getting a call. Did you? Did I, you get a call, Tony? I did not. Here we go. I did not. Oh, okay. Go. Well, I'm already in Atlanta, so. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll flash my lights when I'm coming down. It'll be a little. It'll be a little uh, Subaru with trout stickers all over it. There you go. Well, listen, be careful. A lot of traffic down here today. We'll do. We'll do. All right, guys. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, why are they having the, the trout thing during Super Bowl weekend? I don't know, but I had I went to a fly tying festival one time, and this is the second time I, this happened to me. I was in Houston, and they were having the Super Bowl there one time, and I was tying flies in downtown Houston. I don't know. I, I, apparently, no, apparently, we fly fishers don't work calendars well. No, so. you, you think the world revolves around you. Well, it does. All right, so two bills. One is a person using force in self-defense is immune from criminal and civil liability. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. And basically what it says is that... If this you, is introduced. This is not law. This has been introduced. Right. Uh, the bill also states that anyone using force in self-defense is immune from civil action from the person committing the crime or their personal representative or their heirs. So if you shoot somebody, they can't, I'm reading this, they cannot, and they are illegal in their activity, they cannot come back and say, well, he shot me. Right. So. Kind of like the, the, the young men that were killed in Texas, uh, and the, the parents of one of the young men um, sued and said that the homeowner who was in his locked home when they broke in and they didn't know he was in there, had no right to shoot him. Had no right to shoot him. Mm-hmm. So this this basically takes care of that. And and and, and I'm be I'm gonna be upfront. Mm-hmm. This is straight up. You come in my house unannounced. You've got just a fraction of a second for me to recognize you before you're stopped. Pretty much. And 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 most people I know that know me, like you, mm-hmm. would never come into my house unannounced. Nope. That is a good way to become and, and I even have a I even have an alarm system now. 
A fuzzy alarm system. A fuzzy alarm system that is too stinking sensitive to, you know, earth tremors because he barks at everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But as long as I pet him, he'll show me where the good stuff is. He will. He will. That's he's friendly. But, but he's going to bark until he recognizes you. Yeah. And which is going to alert me, which means True. I'm going to be on alert. True. True. And, and Tony on alert is never a good thing. No. No, that's very bad. All right. And, and yeah, the other one. The second bill would allow EMTs and firefighters to carry handguns while on duty. Um, the bill would require all firefighters and emergency medical technicians to complete a firearms training program. Sure. So, uh, but this would allow them to actually carry while on duty, and I think this is a great thing because I can tell you of a time when I wish I'd had one. But if you right. want to go ahead and get the call, we can. Yeah, I'm on a. Hey, Sterling, can you go quick, or do you want to hold on through the break? It's up to you. I can hold on through the break. All right, I'll put you on hold. We'll be right back. All right, thank you. All right, we'll uh, be right back. We're going to pay our final set of bills, and we'll be back to talk to Sterling. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning. Coming straight to the phones as promised. I'm finally doing something I said I was going to do before the break. Yep. Uh-oh. Can't do that. Hey, Sterling, how are you? Real quick, guys. I know I called you at uh, the end of your show, but right. I'm in favor of both, the bill, both of those bills. As a first responder uh, and myself, I, I, I'm very much in favor of... Uh, being able to protect uh, myself and, and, and the rest of my crew members uh, when we arrive on some stuff that we're, we're unsure about. Because that has happened. We've arrived on things that we're not quite sure about, and, um, you know, it's an eerie feeling. Well, if I'm not wrong, it was just a year or two ago that uh, there were several firefighters killed at, uh, at, at, at something, because, not, not in Tennessee, but right, because right, they right. rolled up and ended up getting shot. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. why you know a lot of the pro, a lot of uh, your internal protocols and external protocols are when you arrive up to a residence uh, in particular, you stand to the side of the door when you knock. You do things like that, <laughs> like Shoot, that, yeah. um, because you know a lot, of, a lot of little old people go armed. You know what I mean in their sure. homes. So um, you know, and they don't know who who you really are at the door, even with you announcing. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, and, that, and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm in favor of it. Uh, the first bill that you talked about, though, uh, sounds very similar to Florida's Stand Your Ground Law. Yes. And there's an individual I want to bring up. Uh, her name is Marissa Alexander. 
and I don't know if you heard about her case, but uh, she was facing 10 to 15 years in prison uh, because she fired in the air. She went and purchased a handgun uh, and to ward off her abusive husband, who's had well doc. I mean, he put her in the hospital a few times. Right. Broke her ribs. I mean, he, he broke her nose on several occasions. And so she had enough. So she legally purchased a firearm in the state of Florida, and she fired into the ceiling, and the judge still saw fit to try and convict her for 10 to 15 years. She ended up serving about two of those years, if I'm not mistaken, but it was a fight to get her out. So my point is, with the introduction of that law, we need to make sure that uh, we clearly define, you know what I mean? I'm going to actually go back and read that law before it's introduced or when it's introduced to see what the guidelines are, you know what I mean? We need to make sure that we protect all, all persons who are trying to defend themselves. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And, uh, you know, it was, it was funny. I was reading an article, and uh, and what they said was, if, if you use a gun in self-defense, I hope you have about fifty or $60,000 because you were going to end up going to jail anyway. It's the truth. There, there is insurance. There, there are companies that insure, yeah. you know what I mean, the person's, that, that did the defending of themselves. I mean, because you better be ready for a fight. I was telling a friend of mine, you know, we were having the debate as to why, you know, you need to go through the hang-up permit class and get your official state license permit, why that's beneficial in a case where you've defended yourself. Because I told him, I said, look, I'd rather, if, I, if we're going to court, I'd rather say that, hey, I'm a licensed permit holder and I have a registered weapon rather than just a registered weapon and I'm not a licensed permit holder. Absolutely. You know, I... I think you I think you strengthen your defense when you go to court and that is the case. So I'll hop off of here guys. Y'all have a fabulous morning. Hey Sterling, thank you so much for always listening. I know you listen quite a bit and you call in quite often. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, good show. Good show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We've got about uh what, two minutes? Mm-hmm. I like the CMT law. I was telling you off there the one time when I thought I, when I was still riding the rigs. The one time we got called to a dog attack, and the dog was still in the back, and we had to get... It was, it was a pit, right? It was a pit. Uh, this was in a totally different state. I was the uh, EMTIV. Uh, we had a couple of big firefighters with us uh, coming off our rig, and that dog was just vicious. We're trying he, to hold... He was not giving up the attack. No. We, we were trying to hold him off with pike poles, which are ceiling pullers, for lack of a better term. And finally, one, I think it was the captain came up and just smacked the dog with a halligan tool right in the head and it kind of took off but if we'd had a way to dispatch that dog quickly yeah it would have been a lot easier you're trying to save somebody's life right you got a dog attacking you so i mean i have no problem with yeah. emts and firefighters carrying handguns and it, like sterling said i was always taught stand to the side of the door because if you knock there may be you know buckshot coming through yeah. it so yeah there, <laughs> there's a lot of and you go into some sketchy areas, I'll be honest. All right, let's give the calendar. We've got a lot of happening in the outdoors. It is banquet season big time. And I'm going to see if Rob can get his Baptist right. I hate you <laughs> right now. Uh, Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner and Expo is going to be at Bayside Baptist tonight. Which Sid, Rob doesn't care about because he won't be there. Sid Bream <laughs> from the Atlanta Braves will be there. Doors open at 4. Tony yeah. will be there. Tony will be there. The next uh, on the 9th will be Silverdale Baptist Wild Game Dinner. At Silverdale Baptist, Brett Henderson is your host. On the second, you like Silverdale better because you're going to be at that one, right? Yes. <laughs> Trout Unlimited. I'm helping a lot, aren't I? Trout Unlimited out and about with Trout. Tony Sanders sponsored event is going to be at Lake Junior on the ninth, starting at eight thirty. Come by and see us. Cherokee Chapter of the National Wild Turkey is going to be on the second of March. 
Night of the Hunter is going to be the 23rd of March. And then mark your calendars if you got kids. The 4th of, or I'm sorry, the 6th of April, Covey Creek Farms Ducks Unlimited Great Outdoors Festival for Kids is going to be a great event. Wow. We did good. See you next week. Tony Center's Outdoors. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.